This show is a proud member of the Nerdy Legion Podcast Network. Get more at nerdylegion.com. Enjoy the show. We're the same, you and I. Just a couple of hot-headed fools. Yeah, same. Hulk like fire. Thor like water. Kind of both like fire. But Hulk like raging fire. Thor like smoldering fire. Welcome to the Ultimate Marvel Podcast. It's Jack and Ronnie once again. We took a hiatus, but now we're back. And because it's been so long, we have all sorts of Marvel goodness to talk about. All sorts of Marvel goodness. Yeah, man. Well, depending on which thing we're yeah, talking depending about. On what side of my the goodness may on, not be your goodness. <laughs> yeah, that is true. Because um, here lately, we've been we when we first started Ultimate Marvel, we were on the same page. But right. It seems like we're not so much anymore. I know what happened. Except Daredevil. That's like the, the one thing one thing yeah, we. That's agree our on. common thread that keeps us together. <laughs> <laughs> if it wasn't for that title, we would quit this podcast. We would be divorced, right? <laughs> <laughs> this is episode 24. So the last time was the Defenders review, which I don't think yeah. you were on. Nope, I wasn't. And that was fun. That, man, that seems like ancient history. Defenders was so, like, what, three weeks ago? <laughs> <laughs> stuff, stuff comes out so fast now. Um, yeah. But, like, since we talked, Secret Empire wrapped up. Uh-huh. Generations is almost over. And I don't think we've uh-huh. even talked about it at all. We haven't talked about any of that, no. Yeah, except it's been coming out weekly, so that it's been coming out fast. Yeah. Um, the, there was a legacy preview, which I'm sure we'll talk about also. And I saw Inhumans and IMAX. Yes. And that show has made quite a scene since that uh, previewing. <laughs> Um, and then there's also this badass Punisher trailer. Yes. Where do you want to start? Uh, start wherever you want to, because we're all going to talk about it all. So Let's start with Secret Empire. Loved um, it. Because I thought this was kind of interesting, because you were loving this title initially. I still do. And I, I, wasn't, I wasn't feeling it for a while. But then the, the storyline picked up, and the action picked up, and I like the way it ended. See, for... Okay. So, why did it change, and where did it change for you to switch gears? <sighs> Which issue... There was one issue that had all the younger characters working together, and I'm, I don't even remember what was going on, but there was a lot of dialogue. I remember them hiding out in a in an alley somewhere, and some building in new york um uh-huh. i don't remember i think it was around issue three or four and it seemed like at that point it was like a, lo- a low for me and then each issue after that kept getting better but the last couple issues have all been pretty action-packed and i think early on there was a lot of dialogue and i don't mind dialogue but these issues were really long so it's like after a while i would just start like daydreaming while i would read it and i'm like i don't even and, and it didn't seem like to me even that meaningful of dialogue hmm. okay you I, know yeah well um, yeah i mean i can see because like from the very beginning we kind of knew 
what was going to happen, right? Because it always happens, like, in, in Marvel and in big events. is like, you get all the toys out. Yeah. And you can do crazy stuff with it. But as long as you put them back in the toy box the way you got them out. <laughs> right. Right? So we don't disrupt things too much. Right. So I guess what you didn't like about it is what I liked about it. Because I knew where A, B, and C was going. Yeah. But it was the character involvement and the character development, the emotional part of it, mm-hmm. getting from A to B to C is what mattered most to me. Like I even said, whatever last episode that we talked about it was, I was even all in like on the tie-ins and like, that's something I never usually do with Marvel big events. Right. Unless it's, unless it's a Spider-Man contained event, you know, yeah. but cause I just wanted to see each seed that was planted in the main book, how it affected the other books mm-hmm. and enrich the story, I guess. Yeah. So I, I don't know, I guess, and I'll say it and I know Nick will get mad at me, but Secret this, Wars. Is the best, this is the best event bef- since secret invasion for uh, me. Yeah. So Nick's like a big secret wars fan. So that's why he would butt heads with you. Right. Right. Yeah. I love secret wars too. See, I thought this, uh, well, I'm not saying it was bad. I'm just saying, yeah, that's what you're saying. That I thoroughly that's what you're implying. It. Yeah. Well, no, I <laughs> no. liked it. I liked it just fine. I'm just saying the last time that I was thoroughly enjoying an event was back then. Right. Yeah. So, well, before I before I go to that, um, it's weird, man. I, what you said about the character development and the sort of seeing the emotional side of characters, um, like that's one of the things I liked about Jeff Lemire. The way right. he writes is he's able right. to, to do that. Mm-hmm. So maybe for me it's like a Nick Spencer thing. <clears throat> maybe it's his writing style. Um, it could be. Because I always feel like he has these really cool ideas, and I'll get into it and be like, man, I, I like where he's going with this. And then, But then I just have a hard time reading through the issues. Um, because I like what, the, what you just described sounded something like something that would be very appealing to me, but it wasn't. I didn't get those fills reading yeah, this yeah. until the action started picking up the last few issues. But one thing I one thing I did appreciate, especially maybe about halfway through, is it's hard to really get it's hard to get an all hands on event with a, like a universe this big and make it feel like everybody's involved for a meaningful reason. You know what I mean? And that's one of the right. things I thought Secret Wars did really well is that it was the, the, the whole event was so transformative and that was a, a much bigger event in the sense that that had all the I mean every title was in this new world so you would have like a Planet Hulk story um, in the midst of Battle World um, so I guess that platform made this that a little bit easier but in, in this title it felt like at least the majority of the characters they had a role they were all involved and you sort of you know could relate to each one of them in different ways yeah what did you think about uh the ending it wasn't bad i mean i can see the big buzz about how everybody crapping on it and it fizzles out or whatever but i mean how else are we gonna put the toys back you know what i mean yeah i mean everybody was uproaring for the hell hydra i know and now and now we're uproaring because he's not 
Hail Hydra anymore. So what did you think about, like, one thing I thought that was weird. And, so, and a lot of things didn't get put back. Well, There's still things that are. Steve Rogers hasn't really been put back together completely. No. Because now we got this. It's like we have a. a he has like a multi, multi personality thing going on, right? Mm-hmm. Where there's a, his bad self, his Hydra self, and his original self, which I thought was well, kind of interesting. He has the, the turmoil on the inside because he still remembers what he did. Right. So, like, that's his self-guilt. Yeah. On the inside. So, I mean, which adds layers and layers and months and months of more comic stories. Yeah, and, for sure. Uh, see, you know, that the whole stuff with uh, Kobik, um, when they showed him earlier on. Her. Her. No, what uh, showed Steve Rogers with her. Oh, I thought yeah. those were just, I didn't know what was going on. I thought that was sort of uh, just memories he had like it was his real memories i didn't know mm-hmm. it was actually a physical steve rogers so it's like it seems like she created a she created the the, the hydra steve rogers and then put yeah. him in the vanishing point i guess that's where it was right because that's right. how all this ties into generations kind of yes it's sort of like the aftermath of uh what was that that valiant event where they created all the a couple extra characters the Stalinverse? Yeah, it's Stalinverse, where the outcome of it was. Now we have some extra characters that we don't want to kill. Um, it sort of reminded me of that. Now you've got an extra Steve Rogers who didn't really exist before. Uh, for me, I don't know. I guess I kind of looked at it different. I saw it that way, but I saw it, and I guess they were in the Vanishing Point or whatever. But when I was reading it at first, I didn't know if they were somewhere else. Like, this was a different multi-universe, mm-hmm. Steve. Right. And not, like, his subconscious or whatever. And so then when she sees the error of her ways, then she's like, well, no, I I know that I was just trying to help and fix things, but obviously this has made things worse. Yeah. And then when she puts everything back, she still doesn't put everything back together. Because mm-hmm. Widow still died. Right. Spoiler. And, um... For now. <laughs> and yeah. what's his back. name still dead? Um, I don't remember. Rick Jones. Yes, Rick Yeah, Jones. yeah, okay. So, like, out of the two, like, going back to the filler stuff that you didn't like, like, seeing Widow push those kids and try to make them better, mm-hmm. you kind of understood why she had to sacrifice herself to die, yeah. basically. And then, like, Rick, his whole thing, like, out of those two characters, I hope Rick is the one that stays dead. Oh, of course. And I'm not saying that he will or he won't. I'm just saying I hope that he's the one that does because he's, like, the one that sacrificed way more than what she did. Mm -hmm. And he is a second, third-tier character. Right. That, that came off huge in this event. Yeah. And so, like, sacrificing himself made him a martyr, basically. But, I don't know. And then, like you said, it all goes into Generations, which, Generations, for me, was I was hoping that would be a way for the younger characters that they're trying to push down our throats. <laughs> 
to feel substance yeah. in the actual overall character. Mm-hmm. Unlike, there's a couple of younger characters that I would say that has substance already. It was like Miles Morales being one of them. Yeah. Right? Yep. So, I think, and also I believe that's kind of why he doesn't have a Generations 1. Because he didn't need it. Uh, Miss Marvel's been right. pretty popular. Well, we had she. two Miss Marvel ones. We had we had Captain Marvel and Captain Marvel. Right. And then we had Miss Marvel and Miss or Captain Marvel and Miss Marvel, which is Camila or whatever. Oh, right. <coughs> yeah, I mean Miss Marvel so, in the latest one. Oh, right, right. Um, and Carol. Right. Like, her character, I think, has, has done pretty well. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, what did you think about the vanishing point? Because the way I understand this, this Kobik created this sort of fictional space where she was sort of hiding out during all of Secret Empire, and Captain America was there, and the part I don't really understand is why these... Generations characters are getting sucked into there, but having a very different experience. Well, Although that's the they thing. explained it like it's sort of a gift. But yeah, it's kind of like I don't is this know. Her trying I guess, to make up for the batch he did. Yeah, I think so. That, that that's my thing. Is like a gift, like with Kate and Clint. You read that one, right? Yeah. Okay. Like Kate was to the point of where Clint, where she was appreciating him, mm-hmm. kind of. Right? Yeah. She was more like um, to the point where she was his equal, right? Right. But then in the generations, then it brought her back to way before he even knew her or she knew him. Mm-hmm. And then it brought a different appreciation for Clint right. from her perspective. And like that and the Thor one... Thor's and, done pretty and, well. Thor's done pretty well too. The the female Thor, I think she has. She's been yeah. pretty popular, hasn't she? And yeah, and the X twenty three and Wolverine one. Yeah, that was pretty good. Those were like home runs for me. Right. Now the other ones, not so much. Now I, I assumed your favorite would be uh, Amadeus Cho. <laughs> I know you're all about him. Yeah, I pretty much slammed my iPad down after I read that one. So there's been eight. How many is there in total? Is there ten or ten of them? Yes, ten, I think. Ten. Yeah, so Hulk was the first one, and it was, it was I don't know, it was okay. Um, oh, I don't even, I wouldn't even say it's okay, if we're being honest. You thought it was bad? Yes. It, it was to uh, the point where, like, when it came out, obviously Secret Empire hadn't finished up yet, right? right. Yeah, and everybody was so like, we, why does this place exist? Right. And so, even though... Because I thought maybe I was the old man, get off my lawn guy, right? Well, you are. (laughs) I am. But even when Secret Empire ended, I went back to try to read that one again to, like, maybe get a different perspective on it. And I still don't like it. Yeah. You don't don't think it ties in well? Huh? You don't think it ties in very well? Well, it's just... Neatly? No, it doesn't tie in as well, but... It's still one of those annoying teenager type things of where you're forcing Amadeus 
yeah. on us as Hulk, right? Mm-hmm. Now, Amadeus, back like 20 or 20, 10 years ago, like like when Planet Hawk and stuff came out, he was awesome then. Yeah. As a genius teenager. This Amadeus, I don't like. Do you think they're making a two front center? Like, do you like them sort of more peripheral sidekick characters, but just not front and center? Well, he could be front and center as a sidekick. You know what I mean? Like Falcon or Bucky is, or was. Yeah, but they're... Or Rick Jones, for that matter. But those aren't, like, kid characters. Well, they were. They're sort of more mature, established sidekick characters. Well, right, but I'm just saying, like, they were those kid characters back then, though. You know what I mean? And being those kid characters, like, not really in the shadows, but out of the big picture or the whole picture made them more interesting yeah than being front and center and obnoxious yeah and you still got substance being in but not the spotlight with them because you're more interested in them but I don't know I mean I'm not we're not gonna spend too much longer me hating on Amadeus Cho but you know because he's not the only one. Amadeus Cho is like gold balls to Martin. <laughs> now, you, I'm sure you have more. You have younger char- characters that you hate even more than Cho. Oh yes, yes, there there are those. <laughs> moon Girl, maybe. I'm surprised there's no Moon Girl. <sighs> or Squirrel Girl. For that oh matter. gosh. Now Squirrel Girl might be a, a top of my <laughs> hated yeah, Marvel that's, characters. And, and see, and that's why I'm not really looking forward to that TV show. But. Oh, well. I'll give it a chance. I'll give it a chance because I love comics. But. Sometimes you put somebody on the screen, and like like Deadpool, I, I, I never like reading Deadpool. I, I just never have. As soon as he's entered into a, a, a comic, I, just, I lose interest. I just I don't like him. But the movie was fun to watch. I mean, it was a little bit over the top at times, and there was plenty to critique about it, but I much more enjoyed watching him in a movie the way it was done than I do reading about him. So yeah. I'll, I'll give her a chance. I'll give the movie a chance. Or the TV show, I mean. Yeah. I'll definitely give the TV show a chance. Yeah. When does that come out? <laughs> the comic book? No. What is she in again? Secret Warriors. Secret or Warriors. New Warriors or whatever. Uh, New Warriors. Yeah. Yeah, and that's New not until 2018. Yeah. Um, we'll have Cloak and Dagger and Gifted and, and stuff like that from Freeform. Before that. Yeah, on Freeform. Yeah, which is like, uh, I guess that's going to be, it's like the ABC version of the CW, I guess. It's It was ABC Family, I believe. Yeah. So we'll see. That seems like a weird platform mm-hmm. to target but i guess maybe it's a younger tar- target audience perhaps it's it's i would say it's like abc's version of lifetime okay not cw yeah well, that's even weirder that, these aren't family shows huh these aren't like family shows so that's even more strange i don't think well, i've ever watched anything on freeform have you really watched anything on lifetime no 
<laughs> I assume Freeform was more like the CW. No, it's more like I, I think it's more like Lifetime. Like, yeah, my wife would watch it ten times more than I would. Yeah, the channel, you know. Yeah, so they're going to have Marvel shows on uh, ABC Freeform, on ABC, on Netflix, three different venues. And what do you remember? What came of the whole Marvel streaming service? Because I know they went back and forth on it, and it was like, okay, we're going to do it. We're going to pull the shows off Netflix. Oh no! We're Everything's not pull getting pulled off, off Netflix. Everything's going to get pulled off now. I think. Now, does that include the like Daredevil, Iron Fist, and those shows, or just the movies? Um, the way I read it, which could be wrong, but the way I read it is that everything will get pulled off. So this is interesting in 2020 or 2019 or whatever it is. This is interesting because for somebody like me who already watches all of the Marvel stuff, I sort of think it would be cool to have a pay a subscription and just have access to all the stuff. But I, I, I can't but I imagine I'm sort of in the minority. Like how many people would you think that would there's a lot of people that would pay money for that? Uh maybe. And I only say that maybe because of how excited I am about the Punisher series. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's kind of weird that we're going to get the Punisher or anything newer, frankly, unless it's finishing up contracts with right. from Marvel to Netflix, you know? Right, and my impression has been that these... Uh, so I think like Daredevil, at least the people I talked to when it first came out, Daredevil Season 1, it was... People uh-huh. loved it. It was like, okay, this is, this is a, a new take on Marvel that we've never seen before. And right. Daredevil 2 was great. Um, Jessica Jones had, I think there was mixed opinions about it, but I think people liked it. And Luke K, it seems like, but since then, they've slowly been getting less hype. Like, people liked Luke Cage, but it didn't seem as, people liked it as much as, like, when Daredevil came out. And then Iron yeah, Fist was a flop. And now Defenders, I thought was good, but, um, the ratings, or the viewership, hasn't been very high. Less people watch right. Defenders than Iron Fist. So it feels yeah. like these things are sort of losing steam. Yeah. And I wonder, by and the time I, Marvel has their own service, I mean, is this still going to be the same, you know, but you have things like, it is now? Like, I think Punisher is, at least in our, our little group, Punisher has put that fire back under. Like, we... Or for me, personally, like, I been excited about a series since season one daredevil does that make sense yeah no for sure the trailer looks the teaser trailer and the and the rail trailer that it's like the punisher that i've wanted since the 90s (laughs) right yeah i don't care i don't care if they changed his origin or whatever you know what i mean well it seems it it seems like they got us they have a strong a strong actor, and it's just really like in your face, violent and aggressive, and that's what the Punisher is. Right, and gun porn. Yeah. Right. Right. And like all of his tactical moves, like the way he moves. Yeah. Through what is it? The hall or not a hallway, but like the warehouse or whatever. Mm-hmm. Is like military formation like you can believe that he was an ex-marine yeah 
you know how he's clearing the rooms where he comes out of the freaking leaves like Rambo style. Right. Come on, that was awesome. Uh, I think it feels like we haven't seen it yet, so who knows? But at least from the trailer, it feels like they're focused on making a really good Daredevil uh, Punisher series without worrying about anything else. Whereas Iron Fist, it felt like okay, let's just get this out of the way to fill Deborah's the missing gap for for Defenders. You know what I mean? Karen's Karen's in there though. Uh, what Karen do you mean? Page. In what? In the trailer. Okay. So I mean, it's at least a okay. Link you're to saying because you think it'll least. tie in. Yeah, it'll it'll tie in somehow, but right. I, I don't think I don't think it's gonna go full on yeah. wherever we were. You know, does that make sense? For sure. Yeah, but what I mean is like he wasn't in Defenders. They didn't even have anything to do with him. I feel like he's going to be telling his own story, even though it will tie in. Whereas Iron Fist, it felt like they were just trying to get to Defenders. That was my impression, at least. Yeah, for sure. I'm just saying that there's going to be people f- from that universe, from yeah. the Netflix universe, to make it feel like it's still a part of that universe. So. Yeah, I agree. <clears throat> Which is awesome, but then, you know, we, we don't need it oversaturated by every guest appearance from every show either. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, that that has worked in the for the movies. I think it seems like the more characters they have in it, the better the movie does. Uh, Spider Man is an example. Um, it hasn't doesn't seem like it's worked as well with these Netflix shows, in no. my opinion. Well, Daredevil season two I thought was awesome with uh, Elektra and and the Punisher in it. They really made it. Um, yeah, but they were new though, right? At that point. Yeah. They, exactly. Exactly, and the, I thought the team-up thing was cool for Defenders. I like seeing their interaction together, but yeah, I don't know. It just wasn't it wasn't as good as Daredevil Season 1 or Season 2 without everybody together, you know? Yeah. I don't I, know. I, I still enjoyed it, but... Yeah. I did, too. I didn't dislike it. I just, I, I don't know. I think I was expecting more. Expecting something different, yeah. Besides yeah. ninjas and... Crime Lords? I don't know. It just didn't feel like their best effort. I feel like their best effort has been... So with the with the MCU, you've had really good individual stories. And the Iron Man stuff has been good. And the Captain America movies have been good. Um, but when they have the Avengers, it seems like they're putting a lot of effort into making, making it special. And like what they're doing with uh, Infinity War... Feels like it's just going to be enormous. I don't know, just unprecedentedly unique. I didn't feel like Defenders was anything unique. It's like, okay, now we got them all together, and here's just another story. Really, not that different than anything you've seen. So another far. chapter in that. Yeah. Instead of a bonus. Right. <clears throat> yeah, I can see that. Although, as a matter of fact, know, if maybe... I had a rank all the Netflix shows, I think it would be. Probably in the bottom two or three. Yeah. I, I think you're in the general pu- public on that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, for me, I, I don't know. It, it'd be hard. Because I, I think Daredevil Season 2 and then Jessica Jones and then Daredevil Season 1 and then everything else after that. Yeah. For me. You weren't a Luke Cage fan. Well, I was. I liked it just fine. I'm just saying I think I enjoyed the yeah. other ones yeah, more. more. Maybe because the other three were more dark and gritty. 
you know? <laughs> right. Which, I mean, the Netflix series is all have been dark and gritty, mm-hmm. opposed to the MCU, where it's light and fluffy. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, and it's interesting. I think people, people like that. Um, mm-hmm. There's been talk that in Phase 4, there there's a potential for more R-rated content, considering how well the Netflix stuff is done and shows uh, and movies like uh, Deadpool and, and Logan, which did really good. Right. So, maybe that'll change. Um, so but now we just got to get past this Inhumans de- debacle, right? Uh, yeah, let's talk about that. All right. Because, so, you didn't see it, right? I, I didn't see the premiere, no. I will watch it when it right. premieres on TV, though. Yeah. So I, I have really so no spoiler light on me. I have really mixed emotions about this because I went into it expecting a prime time TV show. So okay. in my head, I'm saying how I'm thinking in the back of my head, I'm thinking how does this stack up to Shield? How does this stack up to like what other Agent Carter or Agent all the Carter. DC stuff like Gotham uh-huh. and Flash and. Legends of Tomorrow and those shows. Okay, that's that's the that's a fair assessment. That's a ca- that's the category I was putting this in when I watched it, mm-hmm. and I I enjoyed it from that perspective. Now, mm-hmm. my assumption is that a lot of the criticism has been by people basing it on something that should be like an IMAX quality movie, and okay. compared to like. MCU movies, it doesn't it doesn't even compare. I mean, right? It's just like a B flick. Yeah, it's sort of like <laughs> right. comparing I don't know Legends of Tomorrow to Batman vs Superman. You know, okay. I mean, despite yeah, yeah. what you think about Batman vs Superman, it's just or it's not it's, it's yeah. not in the same class. Right. Content. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I can see that. Um, like people who are expecting to see Sylvester Stallone and see Steven Stallone. Right, his brother. Right. <coughs> so, anyways, no, because that. of that, I can see that. Because of that, I I, mean, I enjoyed it. Like, there's things I don't like. I didn't like about it. Um, mm-hmm. I don't. I didn't like the the costumes. I thought looked awkward, and uh, this the the CGI effects weren't great. But that's sort of what I expect expect from primetime TV. I don't expect to be wow. I don't watch a show on ABC. Exp- for the effects, you know. Okay. Um, yeah. But the as I watched it, I found my I found the story pretty compelling because it's not a it's not a a typical superhero flick where you got good guy clear cut good guys, you got the obvious bad guys, and there's some story some reason they need to fight it out, right? I mean that's like the every superhero story ever. This is about the royal family. And conflicts, and it's hard to tell. They did a really good job, in my opinion, making it hard to tell like who's really the good guy and who's the bad guy. So Medusa, Black Bolt, they introduce them, and they're clearly the perceived good guys. Maximus mm-hmm. is obviously the villain in the story, but mm-hmm. once you learn their backstories and once you learn what they're fighting for, you can kind of sympathize with Maximus. You can kind of say, okay, I understand why he's doing that. Maybe there's okay. 
there's a reason that you know Black Bolt and, and everybody else doesn't doesn't get or you know they're they're. So I'm trying not to spoil it, but like Black Bolt, no, yeah, and, I understand. And it's kind of like, family it's kinda is like, like the, Go ahead. I was gonna say it's kind of like sympathizing with Kingpin on Daredevil. So it's right? a little bit. I don't think this is spoiling it because it's not like I've I've seen the whole series. But Black Bolt and Medusa, they're and and they're portrayed as sort of like the the people who live in privilege, and okay. and the way that their society in Adelon is set up is if you're if you have like really useful powers, um, then you're sort of the top first class. If you don't okay. have useful powers, you're sort of forced to work the grunt jobs and do all the dirty work, and 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 you're lower class citizens. So okay. Maximus is the one who's fighting for those lower class citizens. Um, and from that perspective, you can kind of see, okay, you can kind of sympathize with what he's doing and the people he's fighting for, even though he's, you know, malicious in his own ways. Anyways, that was the part of the story I thought was, 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 kind, of fun, was kind of interesting. And then when uh, Black Bolt starts interacting with humanity, um, because... In the first in the first episode, they're completely removed from the rest of the world, and they gradually have to start in- engaging with the rest of the world, the rest of uh, humans. Mm-hmm. They did a good job, sort of making it interesting and fun, um, using his powers sort of against him or in sort of comical ways. Um, mm-hmm. So, I mean, I I sort of liked it. I think more than the critics did because of that. Because you're going in knowing that it's a TV show. On the big screen, and right. not yeah, right yeah. Like if this story was being told on one of the CD, CW shows, I would be like, okay, this is okay, I'm going to keep watching this. Right, right, yeah. So, anyways, so now though, you don't have any. You can't argue with me though because you hadn't seen it. <laughs> right. Well, and and to be fair, that's how I would go into it too. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just. An episode of Doctor Who, say, like the Doctor Who Christmas specials get put in theaters. You yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that would be the same thing. It's not like I'm going I'm to have expectations going in and it's going to be Emmy award-winning CGI and right. everything else. I'm just going to watch the show instead yeah. of on, the, on my comfy couch. I'm going to be at the theater watching it. Yeah. <clears throat> so, yeah. I and, totally you know, I, I also don't typically um, go into movies or TV shows. Uh, I'm, I'm not. I'm not that good of a critic. Like when uh-huh. we talk to Daryl or whoever, they have all these like the pacing has to be better and this what blah blah blah. And I'm just right. like, did I enjoy? Did I have fun or not? That's usually my only criteria. So yeah, yeah, totally get it. Um, I will say this but, though: putting on a critic hat. Um, uh-huh. uh, Oh god, what's the ca- the actor's name from uh, Game of Thrones? It's playing Maximus. I don't remember Not, how to pronounce his name. Yeah, but him and uh, Anson Mount, who was uh, on the Showtime show uh, uh, Wheels of Wheels of Still or something. Um, you know what I'm talking about? He was on. Mm-mm. Oh come on. Who did he play in in Inhumans? Black Bolt. Oh okay. What's that show called? Wheels of Fire? Oh, Hell on Wheels. Hell on Wheels. That's not on Showtime, but okay. Is it on HBO? Oh, it was on AMC. It was on AMC, yeah. Yeah. I really liked him on that show. I thought he was excellent. 
Um, and I really like the other guy, Maximus's actor on Game of Thrones. They're not as good here. I don't know what it is. They're just not as you really. Their co- characters are really compelling on those shows, and in, individually, they're not as compelling on this. Okay. Um, I don't. I don't. I can't place my finger on it, but. It'll be interesting to see you guys' perspective once, like you and Martin, and whoever else see it, because you might be like, "Oh, Jackson's saying this is horrible." <laughs> <laughs> so, speaking of horrible, oh, no. is the season already canceled no. before it even airs? Oh my gosh, <laughs> that was such BS. You because know the story the, behind that? No, I don't know the story. But even when I saw that, I took it as. They're not going to show the all eight episodes in IMAX, so you're going to see the series, the complete series on ABC. Exactly, right? that's exactly what it was. There was a okay. The, one of the posters said, first two episodes in IMAX, the complete series on ABC." Right. And some some like BS clickbait site said, "Oh, look, the complete series. This means it's complete. It's over. It's already right. been canceled before it even starts." And then, as clickbait sites tradition classically do, everybody had to recopy that and post it out there. So right. there's like 20 sites I mean, which, saying it was canceled. W- which it might very well be, right? <laughs> right. But, I mean, as of right now, there's no official word on it. And just because it's a promotional poster, I mean, that's how I took it, so... Well, I think they already put out a statement saying it hasn't been canceled yet, that that ad was actually created before it even went into IMAX. It's the same poster mm-hmm. that's been there for, for, for like the last yeah. month or so. Um, yeah. So, but, you know, as much crap as it's getting, mm-hmm. it might get canceled. Well, it might. I'm, but, I'm worried I mean, that IMAX may have done more damage than good. Because now people just assume it's bad and may not even watch it on TV, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's true. Maybe that was the, that was the mistake of Marvel to think this thing could actually have success on. I don't know if any of these shows could have success as a IMAX feature film. No, I don't. No, maybe the Punisher. Maybe, but hopefully, going back to the Punisher thing. With this, I hope that means that we're going to get a Moon Knight series sometime. Yeah, on Netflix? Well, either on Netflix or that'll be the first series that comes on the new app. Because mm-hmm. you're going to have to have something powerful for people to buy that app, right? Yeah. Okay, or some, gotcha. You see what I'm saying? Oh, man, you're, thinking, you're talking two, three years from now? <laughs> yeah. I'm playing ahead, see? Iron Fist Season 2 comes out in spring of 2019. So really? So maybe that'll be on there. Yeah, maybe. Uh, what's next? So Inhumans is in a couple days, and then The Punisher is in November, right? Yeah, what's November 17th. 17th. Um, and then right after that, no. Is, oh, Ra- is Ragnarok before that, in there? Ragnarok is the third, right? Mm-hmm. And that looks awesome. So, and then Black Panther's after that. Yeah, which looks awesome also. Um, 
Thor, so Ragnarok is, I don't know if you saw the articles um, that the polls show that it's the most anticipated movie of the fall. Most really? anticipated superhero movie, I think, of the fall. Hmm. Even ahead of Justice League, which I wasn't surprised based on the MCU success, but then I was sort of surprised because Justice League is a team up and Wonder Woman did so well. Right. You know? So. Yeah. Yeah, I'm surprised after the last two Thor movies. Not saying that I didn't enjoy them, but. You know, as them being the, a bomb at the box office. Yeah. Uh, not that they were a bomb. I mean, you make $500 million or whatever. You're not really a bomb, are you? Comparatively speaking. Right. They were. But I'm, I'm just I surprised like that this is anticipated because it's the third one coming out. Yeah. Well, it's a, it's a different team, right? Um, yeah. And Hulk's in it, so... And it's supposedly a uh, sort of critical pivot point into Infinity War. Uh Uh-huh. Infinity War. Yeah, Infinity Wars. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know if that has anything to do with it or not. Anyways, I say all that to say they're not going to get this one wrong, I don't think. Yeah, I doubt it. I mean, it's going to have the the typical MCU... You know qualities that have made people love some of the other movies. It seems like at this point, you know, the one I'm more worried about. I'm not really worried about it, but I think Black Panther is sort of going to be a different, a less. It's not going to be in this typical MCU vein. You know what I mean? His character is more serious. Mm-hmm. It, you know, it, it's not. I don't mm-hmm. think it's going to have the comical stuff in it, and it's a. Right. It's a very cultural. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, has a specific cultural identity to it, right. so it's it's it feels like they're going to try something different with that, and I think because of that, they're going to go out of the box, and it probably has more potential to not do as well. Hmm. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Um, but it also has potential to be awesome. Yeah, I'm gonna lean to the to that. Yeah, it looks great. The trailers look great. Alright. What did you think about the Infinity War trailer? Honest to God opinion. The Infinity War trailer? The bootleg one? Yeah. <laughs> yeah the only, I'm sure you've seen it right by by now, right? Yeah. With Thor getting coming bug bait on the Guardian's windshield and Yeah. I'd rather hold judgment until ah. I actually see it. Because honestly, <laughs> it didn't excite me. Oh no. I've watched it probably fifty times. Really? Yeah. Yeah, it didn't really excite me all that much. How come? Do you really want my honest answer? Yeah, we can go off the record if you want. No, honest answer is it felt like too much in the vein of Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm. Type type of slapstick stuff. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Where uh, when I think of Infinity War, I don't think of that. It looks uh, intense. Fine. You didn't think it looked pretty intense? Aside from the... Uh, Rocket's bug comment about Thor. After, everything after that seemed pretty intense, though, don't you think? I mean, like when when Thanos had he had his hand on Thor's head and he's squeezing it, and Thor's just screaming, and he grabs. Well, I'm the not moon. saying it's not interesting. I'm just saying what I saw didn't hype me up. Yeah, for it. 
if if it's more like if it's more like Guardians of the Galaxy, I love Guardians of the Galaxy by the way. Mm-hmm. And number volume two was one of my most enjoyable Marvel movies. I'm not saying but, I dislike it, but I'm... if it's like that, I will not be happy because I want okay. this to be an intense. Yeah, I, right. Thanos right. needs okay. to be a complete badass, and he needs right. to be We're intimidating. On the same page and, there, though. Yeah. We're on the same page there, then. Yeah, because that's all I'm saying is like I don't know if it if that scene having that scene like right on in that trailer set the tone for like the rest of it. Like, come on, you know, or if we got Thanos having his head and squeezing it first. Yeah. And then had the bug squash scene. They had a spidey (laughs) sense. We had the first scene of spidey sense. Yeah. I think that they put that. Well, also they said that that's not the actual trailer. That was just the one they put together for uh, whatever San Diego. But I thought that I thought the intro was like a nice touch because it was right on the back of the Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two success, right? And a lot of people like those characters, even if you're the old "Get off my lawn, man." <laughs> not everybody Dar- else is, Ronnie. Daryl Taylor, we're looking at you. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, I think that about do it for this episode of the Ultimate Marvel Podcast. Wrapping it up. We will be back to our regular two-week schedule, so we should have an episode out every two weeks. And we might even have a bonus episode next week reviewing Marvel Legacy. So stay tuned for that. If you want to reach us on Twitter, we're at Ultimate Marvel Pod. And I'm at Jack Sutherland. He's at RonBar316. And now we're on Facebook. You can check us out. We've got a page at Old Marvel Podcast, as well as a Facebook group that you can now check out where we've got all kinds of uh, cool Marvel discussion going on and news. Um, the group is called Marvel, Marvel Galaxy, so make sure you check that out and, and join us in on this awesome conversation, man. Take it easy. The Ultimate Marvel Podcast.